Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Doom Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome to Tune Machine. We've got a new chart to go through and we will now turn to the uh, random pop blob who will... Uh, random pop blob, use your gob. Tell us how to do our job. We are looking at that chart for the very first time with fresh eyes, Sam. We've done no research, we've done no preparation. Maybe that's the wrong way to go about it. Fucking who knows? But um, it's there before us. I'm just scrolling down through it. It looks like a fucking good chart, this one. But then 1979. Did you know, Sam? 1979 was the the British record seven-inch single sales of any year. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Fantastic. What a great stat. So, um, and let's just see what they were buying. Do you know where uh, the majority of singles were sold, though? Um, It was always Woolies. Was it? Was that the biggest outlet for singles? Yeah. Apparently, even even when Woolies became, even towards the end, it was still where the majority of people bought their singles. I never did. I mean, I bought them in Smith's. Yeah, I would have probably done that as well. You know, there's independent record shops. Then there was our price in HMV. They became more prevalent. But actually, I remember buying most of mine in Smith's. Do you know why? Why? When I was a young kid, just felt more approachable. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't scared of being in Smith's. Do you know what I mean? Were you scared of Woolies? Like, there was a... There was a couple of in. Oh no, it's not that Woolies wasn't. But the thing is, I loved Smiths because mm. you 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 know you got stationery, yeah, magazines, books, you, yeah, you got comics, but mm. you got the lot. I fucking, I mean, sat for me. My cousins were over in the summer. The best thing we could do was see if we could go up the high street and just we we talked about this before, like your classic high street routine from yeah. the eighties. That would be ideally if you had a few quid on you. It might be a McDonald's or a Wimpy. Yeah. You might pop your head into Woolies, see what's going on in there. Maybe pick and mix probably would be the main thing you're after there. Um, But the number one, the sort of hub, the central part of the whole high street trip would have definitely have been WH Smith's. It was just so exciting. Yeah. But now if I ever go into a WH Smith's, which I do from time to time, I become overwhelmed with a strange melancholy, mate. Hmm. 
Do you? Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I was in one recently and one of my kids said to me, how are these still going? Yeah, and well, I, I sort of feel the same I, I way. I didn't really know. Um, maybe it's airports and train stations that's keeping them going. I don't know. They diversified quite well. I mean, they sell those massive fuck-off bottles of water, don't they? Yeah. That must bring a, <laughs> that must that bring in nice a few quid. Discounted chocolate as well. <laughs> big fucking fruit and nut and a massive yeah. water. If you're yeah. after a big fruit and nut and a massive water, yeah, it's the it's... first place you'd go. Can I can I just tell you one of the one of the many, many perks of working at our price in the early 1990s mm. was that stuff discount 25% was also available in Smith's. Fuck! Was it same yeah. same company. Same company. Yeah. <gasps> I did not yeah. know that. That's the greatest company in the world. So yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, Smiths was the owner of Old Price back then. Yeah. Twenty five percent. I mean, I don't. Fucking percent. I've never worked in retail really, apart from one unfortunate, just the one weekend in a clothes shop that went badly you don't wrong. Want to talk but, about. <laughs> no, I don't. Don't really. Let's let's not dig at the past. <laughs> but, but. The I'm I it can't be true that twenty five percent I thought fucking staff discounts were like ten percent or something. Well, maybe they are these days. Um I don't know. If you've if, if you're out there that's, and you've that's got a whopping and you're working in retail and if you've got twenty five percent discount anywhere, let us know because that seems improbable now. That's and and nowhere better. I mean, when you were what what age were you then? Sort of late teens probably. Started when I was nineteen, worked from I was nineteen through to twenty four. Right. Yeah. Okay, so at that age, what more do you need but Smiths and fucking our price? You can feed yourself in Smiths. Yeah, you can cover up all your all your nutrition because yeah. it's got chocolate, crisp sweets. Well, the fruit, the fruit and nut gives you vitamins and stuff, doesn't it? Imagine the who invented Smiths, right? Like Sir John Smiths, yeah, Sir John W H Smiths. Yeah. He'd have just been like, he's basically thought, you know, like all these news agents you get everywhere, yeah. And they're usually quite small, but they're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, because they sell, like, comics, magazines, tissues, sweets, crisps, fucking... And then some of the better ones, you might even have, like, a nice little stationery section. Yeah. You're going, yeah, everyone loves them. They're the best. Well, what if I just invented, like, the fucking mother of news agents (laughs) that were just, like a normal news agent, but huge... Nuclear. And... (laughs) Also sold books, records, and eventually video games. Exactly. All You'd be like, roof. no, this sounds like a mad pipe dream of a lunatic. Well, maybe I am a lunatic. Maybe Je- they said Jesus was a lunatic. <laughs> look at him. Yeah. <laughs> and look what he fucking managed to achieve. Look how many, look still how many fucking branches. Look how many branches he's got now. All over the he's world. He's got a fucking branch on every street in the fucking Western world, mate. And half of the Eastern world and all. <laughs> right yeah. now, what I'm saying is, imagine that, but big. I'm a disruptor. That's what you got to do in business. You disrupt. <laughs> yeah, look at the news agent business. Yeah, it's great. People love news agents. It's doing well. It's ticking over. There's a model. There's a system. Well, what if I fucking shake that system up and I reinvent that model and I make that like a a news agent theme park? Jesus, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Everything bigger and better. And then we do loads and we roll it right out across the country. And they have got everything. And we do loads of different shaped erasers, rubbers. Yeah. Like some are shaped like some are shaped like like pebbles. Mm. They're good. 
Some are small squares, some are large squares, like blocks. They're quite satisfying. But then we'll start doing ones that are shaped like fucking light bulbs yeah. or love hearts or, or, hamburgers. or even brains <laughs> or hamburgers. And then get this. And here's the fucking kicker because every business needs an X Factor. And here's ours. We're going to start flogging robbers that smell of strawberries. Oh. You're going to want to bite a lump out of the cup. <laughs> but if you do, watch out You'll because die. it's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Jeopardy <laughs> every business needs a Jeopardy and that's it there was um, when I worked at Outprice for the majority of my time there I worked in the Galleries shopping centre in Washington tying away that sounds mm. exotic doesn't it but um, yeah. let me tell you it isn't um, and but when I was a kid I'd buy a lot of my records from Washington because it was our nearest um, our nearest place rather than Sunderland the galleries was the nearest place. And there were two mm. huge stores there where I would probably get my records from, the majority of them. One was a Sainsbury's spin-off. It was it was owned by Sainsbury's, but it was called Saver Centre. Ever heard of that? No. Saver Centre. Yeah. It was a massive fucking Sainsbury's. And we had Saver Centre and then where the Asda is now in uh, the galleries in Washington, we had a massive fucking Woolworths. Do you know what that was called? What? Woolco. What? So I we had a massive Sainsbury's and a massive Woolworths with different names because they were massive. Woolco but, and Sainsbury's. But were they Sainsbury's official? Were they canon? Were they canon? I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know how many of them there they were around the land. I don't think there were many of them. Because the galleries opened in 1974. Washington Newtown itself was built in the 70s. So it was a fucking new mm. town. It was like, mm. new town? Right, new way of thinking. We're having a shopping centre there. There's going to be two fucking massive stores either end. What, it was like the northeast Milton Keynes? Exactly. Exactly. Wow, and I Because it was that. called Washington, Jimmy fucking Carter rocked up to visit it in 1976. During Did the, he? Uh, during the American Bicentennial. What's all this yeah. then? I say, I heard you've nicked our name. Let's have a look then. I thought I'd come over. I'd, I'd be honest, it's shit. <laughs> but I like Woolco and I like Saver Centre. You've done well there. Now, to be fair, Washington has been there forever, but they built a built a new town around it. It used to be a little they village really and they built a new town all right. around it and the big shopping centre and everything. But uh, I used to buy all my records from Woolco and um, from Saver Centre. Because they would both have, um, well, they have the bargain bin, which Woolworths, most stores in Woolworths had, um, which was once a record dropped out of the charts, it would go down to about 79 pence. And you could get a bargain. I love a bargain. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a much better idea to wait. But in those days, you had to keep up with the musical trends, didn't you? Well, yeah, I was taping stuff off the radio as well, though. I had a very, very mm. big industry going with that, taping stuff off the charts. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Did you Woolco. take stuff off John Peel as well? When I was older. When I was about 15 yeah. and I got it at John Peel, yeah. I had a John Peel compilation tape. Many volumes of it. This is an interesting record that's been sent in to me by a group of young lads from Leeds. <laughs> it's always like that. Calling they? themselves the wedding present. This is my favourite dress. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Saver uh, Centre and Woolco was probably my main outlet. But Smith's as well when I was in Sunderland. Oh, hang on. There was a little Smith's outlet in Saver Centre. Just beyond where the tills were, down at the bottom end of the shop, they had a little Smith's, like an almost like a railway station-sized one. 
and they sold records in there as well. And there was a little Dixon's. Fuck me, what a time to be alive, Sam. Did you ever Fuck. have a BMX? Yeah. Did you ever have a BMX? Yeah. Did you ever, like, go out on manoeuvres on your own on your BMX and go, I'm just going through my rounds? And yeah, I'd, just like, go around go the out. streets and that, yeah. Yeah, you'd do yeah. your rounds, wouldn't you? You'd be yeah. like, right, get on the BMX, better go out and do my rounds. And I'd act to my mum as if it was like I was going out to work. Like, you know, I didn't really want to do it. <laughs> right, be in front of the telly, just finished, like, playing yeah. chill or something. Right. That's me out, I suppose. Yeah. Better get out and do me rounds. You'd just ride around, <laughs> see what was going on. See if you yeah. could, like, see if anyone else was out doing stuff. Yeah, well, I told you before, sometimes I saw older kids, and if I thought I was from a safe enough distance, <laughs> I'd shout, Oi, wankers! Oh, really? <laughs> and then I'd, I'd wait for them to see me, and then I'd be like, Whoa! Fuck. Just fucking... I'd have to make sure none of them were on bikes. That was the whole no, fucking exactly. idea. exactly, yeah, I was going to say, because that, that would be ridiculous. No, I'd be just terrified. I wasn't them. a fast enough rider to get away from a, from a bike, from, from, a, from, an older, from an older boy from on a bike big, back. A big boy. No. <laughs> you know. I'm quite a slow rider, but I can probably beat them on foot. But yeah, I'd do my rounds, and like I just loved the idea when I got to a certain age of being able to like go in and get fucking... Like, just spend money in a shop. Yeah. So one of the places that I'd stop off on, on my rounds, <laughs> was just the Esso garage, right, that had a little shop. Yeah. And I thought it was dead grown up, and I'd fucking cycle down, skid up outside, <laughs> lean my bike against the fucking wall, go in, buy a Twix, <laughs> eat the Twix on the forecourt of the petrol station, <laughs> then ride home again, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> Living the dream. We- right, Mum, I'm back. I'm back. I've just been out doing my rounds. Oh, how was it? Yeah, it's all right. Didn't see it. I saw some older kids. Just gave them the old uh, wanker drive-by. Managed to get away. Then I went to the SO and had, added myself a Twix. <laughs> Simple life. And, uh, Glorious. Yeah. At the top I'm back of, um, now. I'll probably, I'll probably take myself off to bed now, to be honest. <laughs> At the, uh, the top of our street, there was a hardware. Kind of hardware, mainly more DIY store called Starks, which was owned by local uh, businessman Dennis Stark, who I'm vaguely related to. If you're oh. from Shiny Run Horton, and you've heard... Listen of... to you fucking going round yeah. town claiming yeah, you're yeah. related to fucking... He was, what's he called? Dennis Desmond Stark. Spark. He was my dad's... Dennis Stark. He was my dad's cousin. Stark. Like, fuck you are. I fucking am. I was dad's no, cousin. fucking not. Fucking am. <laughs> so, uh, and Starks used to have a... A, a, a moderately sized car park so when they shut at R5 the car park was there just to fucking ride your bike round in it was brilliant for riding your bike round and round in practicing wheelies that sort of thing mm. fucking great so um, yeah actually I was watching the big match uh, revisited last weekend Sunderland versus Leeds was on from 1980 and there was a big advertising hoarding for Starks and, uh, really? Yeah. Fucking hell. He was oh, coining it oh, and then it became a afford to advertise it was on, big time. on the hoardings. Um, and the, the, the slogan on the advertising hoarding was go to Starks. But then uh, it, it progressed later on to Gan to Starks, which is Gans. local vernacular for go. Yeah. means It means go along to. Yeah. Gan to Starks. And... So, what, um, is he still with us? Oh, he's dead now. Yeah. Did he leave you anything in his Fuck will? Well, no, we weren't. We weren't closely related enough. He was like second cousin yeah. to me dad. Did you Did you go to his funeral? No. Jalapeño. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. We've been talking a lot recently about, um, uh, you know, producer Mark. We were, he, yeah. he, heard, uh, he heard the podcast that we did in which we were talking about you go into uh, Dave's funeral recently, and yeah. I was interested in the food, which is always, you know, a point of interest for any funeral, isn't it? Yeah. And Mark said, "It sounds." He goes, "He texted me. He said, I'm listening to that. It's nice. Yeah, but it sounds to me like you're you're so focused on the food at funerals that mm. you'd probably look quite look forward to my funeral because he's he's Sri Lankan." Ooh. And his mum, his mum is an amazing cook. Right. And his mum loves to cook, right. like, huge meals. Yeah. So he plays rugby and, like, she will every week, without fail, deliver, like, a huge fucking Sri Lankan curry and assorted, you know, samosas and shit, all fresh yeah. made at, at home. And I've so she loves all that. I've got some logistical questions, well, but continue. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, I said, yeah, um... That's, uh, I said, to be honest, yeah, now you put it in my head. I don't want any of my friends to die, but now you've put the thought in my head, I probably do have a kind of subconscious list of friends that if they had to die, yeah. which ones I'd like to die first, yeah. based on what sort of spread would be laid on at their funeral. Mm-hmm. So the Sri Lankan people, their culture is extremely. It's about warmth and hospitality. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, if Mark dies, and I don't want him to die, I need to say that again. But if he dies, it it would be a brilliant funeral. Plus he's produced for all sorts of like interesting broadcasters who would no doubt attend his funeral and um, yeah. give like entertaining speeches. Yeah. The food would be incredible. It would be really good. And then I just start thinking about the other. I mean, like, one of my best mates, he's married to um, a really nice Thai lady, and she's a wonderful cook. Like, mm. she's the sort of person, if they come around, even if they're just popping around, she'll turn up with, like, some handcrafted, beautiful spring rolls Ooh. that she's made for the kids, right? And they're Fucking delicious. Hell. And so, again, I'm looking at him thinking, yeah, if you die, it'll be sad, but the spread will probably be 
fucking amazing, you know? <laughs> the thing is, though, no parent should ever bury their child. Do you know what I mean? That's that's one of the worst yeah, things. I'm not, I don't want my kids to die. <laughs> no, we're not talking about your kids. I'm, we're, talk, we're talking about um, about Mark's mum. If Mark, oh, if Mark yeah. dies like in the next year or two, let's say, um, and his mum's not going to be in any fit state to cater the funeral, is she? She'll be too she stricken will, by mate. grief. She, honestly, I don't want to. I'm not being disrespectful, but she would definitely step up to the oh, plate, even with the grief. If, if anything, it might help her it through would, it. It would spur her on almost. Do you know what they say? People they, they do say to you like, "Oh, you know, keep yourself busy. It's important yeah. to stay busy." Yeah, I think she'd really throw herself into it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something to consider. It's not something but either of us want. All I'm saying is, listeners, do you have a, like a list of friends based on like? Do you ever think about the food that might be available at your friends' funerals? Yeah, yeah, it is something. Like, because I've got a list now, and I just admit it. And it doesn't mean that I want any of them to pass away. I don't. But now, it, once you start thinking about it, it's really hard to stop. Yeah, you start to get really hungry. I mean, for me, it'd be quite a trek because obviously I'm in the northeast. I'd like to think I'd for be Mark's invited funeral. to Mark's funeral. I like it to think would I'd be, be worth invited. it, mate. Yeah, Mark's a really popular guy. He's the sort of guy that they'll probably just place an ad in a newspaper, mm. sort of saying because it'll be simpler than having to invite all of the people he knows. Mm. It just it'd be simpler for his family to just go look. Mark's dead. We're having a, a get together. It was here. very sudden. Be in West he London. didn't feel any pain. He was fine. It was um, rugby related, let's say. Yeah, he was on the rugby field and someone knocked his head off. And now <laughs> he's off. dead. They <laughs> fucking clean off his fucking shoulders, it did. Anyway, yeah. it, it was at least quick. And now we're doing, we're having a bit of a do and everyone who wants to come can just fucking come. Put it, put There'll it be samosas for everyone. Put it this way, it's not going to be an open casket. But, you know, <laughs> um, don't worry too much about that. Focus on the spread. If you can, <laughs> the spread will be unreal. Super that's what Mark would have wanted. <laughs> Plus, Paul Ross is doing the eulogy, and that lad can fucking he'll have, he can have an audience in the palm of his hand. He used to produce Paul Ross, so yeah. I'm pretty I'm confident Rossi will be there at the funeral. Yeah, I mean it's fairly local for him, isn't it? It's fairly local. Yeah, for him, he'll deliver. Yeah, I mean I. I think, and I'm not connecting, Mark, but I don't know if you remember what Paul Ross was scandalised for. Um, I'm just Googling it right now, funnily enough. It was... Um, uh, I think, and we, I really uh, like Paul Ross, but the, the records show that he was yeah. caught sucking guys off whilst on Meow Meow on a roundabout in the yeah. outskirts of West London. I'm looking at the um, the headline. Well, I, I'll say the, the, the mail online. Uh, I snorted yeah. so much Meow Meow, I thought I was dying. Yeah. Uh yeah says BBC, married BBC presenter Paul Ross. Mm. Um, and then didn't and, he suck a guy off because he was and, well, well, so much I mean, meow, I know meow he got confused. Yeah, it's the mill, but they didn't put that in the headline, did they? Um, is says married Paul Ross after his drug fueled affair with man he met dogging is revealed. Yeah. Um, On a roundabout it was, um, I believe. Met at a known dogging spot near to Thicket Roundabout in Maidenhead. I don't think it was on the roundabout. I'd love to think it was on the roundabout, but it's near the roundabout. You do get dogging on round. You know those huge roundabouts that have lots of bushes on them and trees. Yeah, you get dogging in there. Things go on on those. You can get dogging on those. Just go on foot because you can't drive onto one of them, can you? And you can't park on a roundabout. 
There's a there's a photograph. There's a photograph of the thicket roundabout on the the Daily Mail. Um, What's it look like? Does it look it's like quite a small roundabout. Quite small. It's oh, quite okay. exposed. There's no oh, way you well, could. These, you these could... stories they they take on an apocryphal form, don't they? Yeah, I always exactly. had it in my head that he was actually doing the dogging on the on the roundabout, but it must have just been nearby. No, you, uh, you there's couldn't... a very famous footballer from the nineties who I know um got he got to go to the front of the queue once in a dogging session. All right, yeah. There was a queue to um, dog a lady. Yeah. Or make love to. I don't know what the terminology make is. Make love with, surely. You make love with, yeah. And uh, to enjoy Congress with a lady who was there with her husband and the husband was managing the queue of men. Right. And when he spotted the said footballer in the line a few places back, because he supported the team that the footballer was a legendary player for, he went, oh, don't be silly. You don't have to queue, mate. Come on. Come up to the front. VIP. No, 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 no. I insist. Come on, straight up. Um, Well, there you go. One rule for them, one rule for the rest of us, I suppose, even in Dublin. So. Well, you can't. I mean, if you were a fan of that team, you couldn't begrudge them it, could you, really? So, um, um, but, but but Mark was producing Paul Ross, I think, at the time, and yeah. sometimes he'd like be running late for the show, and Mark would get worried. He didn't know why, but then he found out. But anyway, Paul Ross could blow, and that obviously was a tough time in his life, and so I sympathise yeah. with him. But what I am hoping is that I do know Paul Ross is a very talented, funny guy. And I think that if he does deliver the eulogy, it'll be a toss-up between him and Vanessa Feltz, who also can give a great speech. Yeah. But I would say, I think Rossi will be in, in the frame for that. I don't know I mean, why... I mean, if it could be why, me or you. Why could... Let's say me and you are on standby if Paul Ross gets held up. Yeah. Well, Vanessa would be number two. Why can't they both do it? Just feels like I don't know how Sri Lankans work their funerals. To be honest, yeah, there was only I one. I feel eul- like there might be. There was only one, one eulogy in Dave's. Speaker. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should we have a look at this chart then from this this? Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, top forty. Here we go. Um, all right, down to at number forty. It's keep on dancing from Gary's gang. Oh, that's on Gary Glitter, the disgraced paedophile. Up four places at 39, it's George Benson with Love Ballads. Obviously, couldn't be bothered thinking of a name for that song. <laughs> a working title. Uh, down 17 <laughs> at 38, Thin Lizzy are waiting for an alibi. Up four places at 37, it's the Beach Boys with Here Comes the Night. Standing still at 36, it's the Skids into the Valley. Down one place at 35, it's those Pointer Sisters with fire. Down one place at 34, real thing, and they're asking us, can you feel the force? Plummeting from 19 to 33, it's Lucky Number by Lean Lovich. Down 16 at 32, Queen, implore us to don't stop me now. I wouldn't even fucking start the awful cunts. <laughs> Whatever it is you're doing and what you don't want me to stop you doing, I'm not interested in any of it. Don't worry, I'll just keep away. <laughs> uh, 31. It's members with offshore banking business. Let's said about that, the better. <laughs> that sounds very sinister. Down 13 places at number 30. Elvis Cosquello and the attractions with Oliver's <laughs> army. <laughs> uh, a non-mover at 29. Valley of the Dolls with Generation X. 
Chart entry at 28, the Bee Gees. They want to love you inside out, perverts. Disgusted. 27, up five places. Gonzalez with Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet. Down eight at 26, Dennis Brown, money in my pocket. Up five places at 25, Susie and the Banshees with The Staircase Mystery. Sounds like an episode of (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Up seven at 24, it's Amy Stewart and Knock on Wood. At 23, up one place, it's Supertramp with The Logical Song. Down two at 22, Sham 69, they've got questions and answers. At 21, all the way down eight places from 13, it's Players Association with Turn the Music Up. Turn it down. Uh, down five at 20, the jam, and they're living in a strange town. Where do you think that might be, Northampton or? I believe it's Woking. Oh. <laughs> at number 19, up six places, Wings with Good Night Tonight. Uh, down seven places at number 18, it's the <clears throat> Pistols with Something Else and <clears throat> In The Rigging. I've blanked out the rude words in that song title and band name there. At number 17, up ten places, it's Shawada Waddy. Shawaddy Waddy. Shawaddy Waddy. Which remember then. Shawaddy Waddy Waddy Waddy. Neil Diamond is going up 10 places at number 16. He is forever in blue jeans. I don't think that's appropriate, Neil. I mean, if you go to a funeral or maybe a job interview in blue jeans, you'll get beaten to a pulp. Or the golf club, certainly my golf club. Definitely. We'd have you hung. At number 15, down three places, I want your love, declares Sheik. (laughs) Standing still at number 14 is Kate Bush. And because of that, she says, Wow! At number 13, up 15 places, it's M with pop music. Down four at number 12, it's Dire Straits and their Sultans of Swing. Up 11 places at 11, it's Candidate with I Don't Want to Lose You. Number 10, Standing Still, The Three Degrees and they're singing about The Runner. Down four places at nine, Gloria Gaynor claiming I Will Survive. Well, doesn't look like you're surviving that one at the moment, Gloria. <laughs> Plummeting down the chart like a rock. Ah, uh, down four places at number eight. It's those hard-working guys in the village people, and they're singing about being in the Navy. At number seven, down one place, it's Sister Sledge with He's the Greatest Dancer. Up one at six, it's the <coughs> Pistols and Tenpole Tudor with Silly Thing slash Who Killed Bambi. At number five, up a whopping 30 places, it's Milk and Honey with Hallelujah. Some great mental arithmetic for me there, mate. Very admirable. Uh, up five places at number four, the Jacksons, and shake your body down to the ground. At number three, down one place, it's Cool for Cats by Squeeze. Racy, swap places with Squeeze. They're going up one at number two with some girls. And at number one for another week. I don't know how long they've been there, but they were there last week. <laughs> well, I say they, it's a him. It's Art Garfunkel. And Bright Eyes, song about a rabbit or rabbits. Yeah, spectacular end to the chart there for everybody. (laughs) My mum told me a joke about um, that the other day. She said, this rabbit, I'm not really a fan of jokes, but my mum comes (laughs) around with jokes. I don't know where she gets them from. And she came around and she went, oh, um, this rabbit, rabbit goes into the fucking cafe and asks for a... A, a toasted cheese and tomato sandwich and they give it to him and he eats it and then he fucks off I, this is a shit pre version of the joke right 
comes back the next day, right? And uh, and he asks for a, a toasted uh, cheese ham and pickle sandwich. They give it to him, and he comes back the next day. They said, "Do you want the same as yesterday?" He goes, "No, I'll have a I'll have a toasted." Um, I'll just have a plain toasted cheese sandwich today, thanks. And then the next day he comes back and he's gone blind. And they go, what happened? He goes, I've been mixing my toasties. (laughs) Oh, God. I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I was going (laughs) to. Excellent. My Um, mum told me that the other day. I mean, that is, I've never seen Bright Eyes, but obviously it's one of those films you don't have to have seen. It's just so much part of our cultural land off the fa- our cultural fabric well, that you know that yeah. it's about a bunch of rabbits you catch mixomatosis that's pretty fucking gruesome i think yeah I they just i don't remember like, it I, mixomatosis I, is is it a disease that's exclusive to the rabbit world i don't know maybe it can like spread it in the bloke, human community i don't think a bloke can know. get it i don't know we could google it but um i can't really be bothered who cares yeah we've uh, run out of time we haven't got any time to look oh. at the chart maybe we'll do that next time we, yeah, um, we should. There's some good songs here to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we covered funerals and uh, big shops in the in the 1980s. So it doesn't mean a complete waste of time. But I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye, lesbians. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.